is Thursday, June 18th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, Zach Rothenberger, all wrapping up a weekend, or not a weekend, we're getting to the weekend. We're wrapping up another week here uh, in mid-June, getting closer to the sports world. I'm, you know, we're getting, we're getting there, Zach. Yeah, we're in the home stretch. I think, was it this weekend is the start of the official start of summer, so that's exciting. Yeah, and, you know, Arsenal got worked yesterday, so, like, we felt some pain. Well, I felt pain for the first time. Didn't feel good. Yeah, yet the uh, the emotions are coming back in the, yeah. the sports world, so we're starting to feel alive again. So that's that's always yeah. good or bad, you know. Yeah, and it will never feel more alive than having a nice slice of Lucci's Pizza, who's sponsoring us tonight uh, for our Thursday episodes here on Living Room Sports. I always love a good Lucci slice. Uh, you know, got 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 to get it. I, I can't wait for the coronavirus to be over. Well, for 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 many reasons, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but but especially because Lucci will get that truck going, get the pizza rolling. It's gonna be good stuff. Oh, exactly. Yeah, nothing like a, a nice game on TV with a nice either adult or non-adult beverage, and then a, a oh, yeah. slice. You know, of I'm not gonna lie. I got mine for for a Thursday night. You know. Oh, there you go. Get warm warming up for the weekend. Hey, you got to do it. And, and to that point, it's funny you said you're talking about games. No better game to watch, uh, you know, than than football for a little blue cheese slice, and and, oh, and yeah. for the fall, no, no better. Like I said, and um, and that's the thing. Today's a little football fever show. Not a whole lot to tease today. A lot of football chatter, which I oh, love because yeah. we're basically the way we look at baseball. And and we I did build a, I did build some stuff out in the in the show for it. Um, but Zach, I'm not gonna lie, it feels like a relationship where the couple fights every single day and they come they keep coming back to you and they're like, Zach, 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 listen to this. And you're just like, it's the same variation of the same trash. Mm-hmm. So why 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 wallow in it? Yeah, right. It's no like reason. you see what they posted on social media. They posted those three words or whatever, four words, whatever it was. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly, but it's just toxic. I, it's back and forth. Wait, what did they do? They said like we're ready or something. What the, all the players were like, wherever, whenever. Oh uh, yeah, well you know it's those. funny. I haven't been on Instagram. We're getting close. It's over a month, I think, now at this point. Hey, good for you, man. You're, uh, yeah, you're not missing. We should out set much. like a live <laughs> over under. I don't know. I just don't miss it. I haven't been on. Haven't you know? I did that with Snapchat like a while ago. I was um, off, like for like three months, but Snapchat like doesn't really count. I don't think I'll send snaps, but or like receive them like and kind of text back, but I don't really send a ton of them except the third down ones. Oh, the third that's down ones. That's pretty much it. That, see, when you sent that yesterday, that reminded me that like we're back. We're getting oh, it, it, it got me. I was. I. I'm not gonna lie. Just for 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 a side note, real quick to get sidetracked here. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. It. I, I'm not kidding. I said to. To everybody yesterday it felt like the Packers were playing that's how excited I was for Arsenal <laughs> they hey. suck and they're like my fifth favorite team of all of my teams uh, hey they're, they're still on your uh on your side so you gotta you gotta pull for yeah them, yeah right? I mean they're part of the fam you know just because yeah. they're over in uh across the pond in Europe doesn't mean that you know because right obviously because football well not in any particular order but right football baseball basketball hockey and then Premier League is right next to it it's like right like a, you know for what I'm looking for for a championship yeah it's like your like your second cousin you know like they're there yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the football here. We got, like I said, we got tons of football talk uh, tonight on the show. But I'll tell you, let's get the ball. It's funny. Let's just make it. We're going to start it right now. Clickbait cleanup time. And both of us. It's so funny, Zach. We've been like doing this weird thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, yeah, we did this weird thing, man. We're like, our clickbait's the same. No, but no. Seriously, our clickbait has been very synonymous. Like last week, we did the thing where both of us had like that burnout storyline, like Des getting a workout and and Christian Hackenberg moving to baseball, like. 
And and once again, the Chicago Bears find themselves in both of our clickbaits today. How about that? Well, oh, yours is kind of a looser one, so I'll let you kind of kick it off first. It's just because they're more the the logo and the, the story. Yeah, yeah. So you know, as I'm searching and fishing for some clickbait, um, I think it was Stadium was who who posted it. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was an NFL helmet on Twitter, and they called it the COVID nineteen helmet. And if you look at it, it looks like Game a legitimate. Helmet. Yeah, it looks like yeah, that's a that's a great analogy. It looks like a paintball helmet mixed with like a, a racing helmet, like one I used to wear when I would race. And they're basically saying that, oh, we could, you know, what do you think? This is a possibility for next season. And I I mean, can we just call for what it is? Like there's no way this is this is a possibility. And and uh if if the UFC is not mandating something if golf, if other sports that are coming back, basketball and what have you are coming back and they're not enforcing like a strict face face covering for their, for their, um, for their athletes. Like there's no way the NFL needs to do this. This is very, un- like, this isn't even practical. Yeah. I've worn that for, you know, not that long of a time, like for, when you're racing and if you're not breathing properly and if you're sweating a lot, like that fog, that fogs up. That's not the most oh, yeah. comfortable thing in the world. So and you have to think that would like definitely limit vision too. Especially- I've noticed my sunglasses have been fogging up when I just have a mask on, like going through the grocery, like, like when I have the like yeah. sunglasses on in the car and I put the mask on and breathing for a second, my, my sunglasses fog up. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and not that it's about that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's comparable. Right. And, and, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. Zach, we're talking about a game where the object is to put your arms around another human being and bring them to the ground. So you're touching yeah. their sweat, touching their uniform, touching the grass, touching the dirt. Like you're it's, at that point, if there's ever a time where it's just probably not, and I'm look, I'm not, I'm not Dr. Fauci. I'm not, I'm not a member of the whole Corona task force, but, but to that point, I just think that it's kind of like saying, don't worry. I, I got a life vest. And then you just do a cannonball in the middle of the ocean. It's like, it's not, yeah. It's yeah. not really going to save anything. Yeah, like there's stuff you could put on the visor to limit, you know, fogging up and there's like vents for, for breathing. But when you're sweating and all that press, like, you know, perspiration and everything, it, it's not, it's not going to work. It's too, it's impractical if you ask me. So I think Did it's you think that in like fourth and fifth grade science so, class when we were learning about like condensation and perspiration and all that stuff and sweating that we would be using this in football chatter? I had no clue. No, nope, I would have never thought. We just thought we'd be talking about a cool glass of lemonade. How about right. that? Hey, that's that's what you that's what I think. But. Yeah, right. But no, and, and to that point, it's it's one of those things where like I guess it's more it's almost like a road trip. Yeah. And if you thought about like and this, I don't know, I'm just trying, I'm not trying to like just use analogies, but the funny thing for me would be like if you're going on a road trip and you actually think of all the things that could go wrong, right? To pull it off. Like a car accident can't happen, right? Your car can't break down. There's so many things. And what happens if there's like no chips in the car? That's the last thing you're thinking about. And that's kind of what this helmet is. Yeah. Trust me, if it's that bad where they would have to have a helmet on, they're not playing. No. Like we're, that's, you know what I mean? We're, we're not at that point. Like yeah. we're, not, we're never going to get to that point, I'm saying more. You know what I mean? Yeah, just do the proper testing like every other association in, in the league is doing. Do the do – the, um, <laughs> The temperatures and whatever, just the, the checkups. Yeah. Like focus more on that than designing a helmet. Do a deal like every time someone comes in and out of the facility, you take their temperature, right? Like they're like it's it's MMA, I thought actually did a good job kind of setting the bar and the standard, especially because someone remember that first week when they had the fights yeah. and someone got it and they were just like they didn't blink. They were like, No, that's fine. We 
pretty much prepared for this. It's exactly how we can, you know, exactly yeah. how we planned for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They, they've had a pretty flawless um, implementation of that whole plan they had. And it's, it's very impressive. You're right. They're setting the standard. Yeah. Um, all right. But like I said, you know, I'll keep yeah, it how going. The bear, how the bears make your, their way into yours. Well, they got swagger apparently. <laughs> they got swagger, Zach. How about that? Yeah. So um, it's funny. I had a re- like you always love those ones where you have to reread it a few times just to to let it sink in. Um, but yeah, let me pull this up. So the Bears, uh, according to John D. Filippo, and I, it's funny because I've actually really, especially we got some Eagles fans in the chat. Uh, love to hear from them on what they think of Johnny uh, D. Filippo because it's an inter- and I'll, I'll kind of give my overall thoughts in a second. But okay, so anyway, the headline says Bears QB coach looking for juice, Zach. From Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, uh, the quote was, we walk around with a little bit of swagger to ourselves in terms of knowing we're the best QB room in the NFL. Yikes. Yikes. I Yeah, it's funny. There's so many things to say. I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, well, so, all right, I'll just ask you this. I'm just going to kind of volley it So, because I talk too yeah. much on the show as it is. No. Uh, what do you what do you think? Do they have the most swagger in the league, Zach? And well, actually, does that even matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, what matters is your performance on the field and producing wins. But this statement, like, I think this is more of a psychological little twist that he's trying to throw. And I think it's one of those things where, like, if you if you if you're like a mini golf champion, but you view yourself as Tiger Woods, like you're going to feel really good about yourself and have that confidence to try to perform. Right. So like, I think it's more of like, we're going to think that we're this, we're going to tell ourselves that we're, we're this and visualize that we are that. And hopefully I think he's, he's, he's throwing a Hail Mary, no pun intended that this little thing of his is going to work with Trubisky. But, and, and I'll even, you know, it's my, you're a classic rock guy. You like Motley Crue. Oh, I love Motley It's Crue. a little jumpstart my heart, you know, yeah, or kickstart yeah. my heart. I can't. Yeah, it's, wow. See, I yeah. saved myself there. I had to save myself there. Yeah, yikes. But uh, I really just set myself up there just to completely push myself off the cliff. All right, no, um, no. To that point, it's right. It's that kind of quote that gets the people going a little bit. Like everyone in Chicago, I guarantee, is getting excited about this. And it's just like not everybody, but I guarantee you a, a lot of the Bears fans are. And it's just like, what does that even mean? I got to pull this up again. Yeah, use but- swagger. These are things that like a team that's in high school, that's not like that goes six and five every year talks about in the weight room in like February. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, exactly. it's, and it's the type of thing for a franchise that doesn't, this is like right out of Matt Nagy's playbook, like club dub and like that whole thing. It's the same type of fake juice and, and Twitter muscles and beer muscles basically being out. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's it, like you said, it's a smoke screen. It's just to kind of get them all excited. And the fact that they need to do this high school type techniques to me would almost point in the direction that maybe they're going to regress this year. I don't, for the life of me, understand, besides Allen Robinson maybe, because he's kind of a beast, mm-hmm. uh, understand why the Bears would be good. And I say kind of a beast because he's going to be hindered by whatever quarterback he plays with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and this is also coming from the quarterback room where your lead quarterback did not watch TV because he didn't want to hear about what people were saying. Like, you, you should use that as fuel, to motivate and, and burn that fire. Not, you don't run away from that. It's the type of stuff. I remember when I saw that headline, I was like, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Like, Oh, you love it as a Packers fan. I mean, you have to, <laughs> I mean, and the funny thing is let's actually spin it back for a second. Cause this is the one point I wanted to make, especially for Eagles fans, right? John D. Filippo was a part of that very, very, very successful offense under Frank Wright, under Doug Peterson that won the Super Bowl. 
So, right, they, uh, right, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, they go back. I was just trying to make sure I'm trying to get the years to start blurring together, right? Because then he went to Minnesota, and that was the next year, right? And then this past year, he was in Jacksonville, and he got let go both places. So, it was interesting because I remember Doug Peterson talking about it after he got let go in Jacksonville midseason last year, and they asked him if he would be receptive to bringing him back on the offensive step because they'd had such success. And Zach, he kind of balked at the question and said like, yeah, he's a great coach, but you know, we're good. (laughs) And it's like, think about that for a second, right? Like if you got let go and like, I had my own company, I'd be like, Oh my God, like Zach, like coming to the fold with, you know I mean? We used to work together as kids. Like, you know, like, like, right. Like you, you already have, You'd be very into it. Like, first of all, you probably would have been hired. They're asking the question. He would have been hired. You know what I mean? So yeah. basically what I'm trying to say is John DeFilippo, like I was high on his stock. Wasn't he also rumored to get head coaching jobs after that Eagles season? Cause they were so good. Like Frank Wright and him were both like interviewing and like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. So like, what does that say about what, what DeFilippo is even saying? Like what he's saying right now? Exactly. It says it's garbage. Yeah. Exactly. Because he talks a lot. So it's yeah. that's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, him and Nagy are, are best friends then. So they're, they're the perfect couple then for, for that team. I know. Perfect pair, you know. I know. It's funny how it's a bunch of like Andy Reid rejects, kind of like the Andy Reid tree kind of all coming together, whether it's like someone off of like the Andy tree, the Doug tree, the Matt Nagy tree, like they're all off the same tree. Yeah. It's like the bad news bears all just getting together, teaming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. But so let's, let's keep the vibes going. Let's, let's shuffle it up though. We haven't done this a whole lot on the show. So obviously, like I said, it's football fever tonight, um, which is kind of fun because I feel like a lot of shows do like a whole football Friday thing. And I'm like, that's super original. Wow. How about that? Right. Look at that alliteration football and that. Friday. Woo. Um, <laughs> so we're doing football fever on a Thursday, you know, cause we're really creative. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, I love it. Oh yeah. You know, it took, it took a college degree to come up with that type of segment name, but <laughs> hey. um, all right. Speaking of college, let's, all right. Let, that's what I was going to say. We haven't talked a ton about college football this year. Um, and, and I think there's a lot, it's exciting because, and I think part of it, uh, to be honest, and I hate myself because I just realized I didn't put the timeline in, uh, into our show graphics, but that's okay. Um, college football, I feel like was the sport everyone was a little bit hesitant on just because obviously students seem to come back. There's the whole education piece with the coronavirus, would students be back? We were hearing rumors that kids want to come back on campus for a year. You know, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of obvious to talk about clickbait, um, Right. So I'll even, it's good. This is, but this is why you prep and you write stuff down. Right. So, um, so between now, June, between the month of June, so June 1st to June 25th, uh, programs in college are allowed to have voluntary workouts from July 13th uh, onward. They can start having team workouts, which would essentially be like weightlifting and films act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from the 24th on of July, that's when they can start doing like walkthroughs and team meetings. And I think they can meet for up to 20, 20 hours a week. Um, and then August 7th is when they basically just blow the, 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 the cap off and it's preseason. Yeah. So it's exciting. And, and I love college. So oh, well, you can see right on the wall, I went to temple. Um, not exactly a football rich school, the Matt rule shout out, you know, yeah. obviously we've been better over the last decade. Uh, but right in general, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you haven't lived in life. You've been to a temple. If you haven't been to a temple football game, you haven't really lived like, no, like you'll, you'll do just fine. Not seeing a half empty lower bowl in the link on a Saturday against Tulsa, but <laughs> Uh, to that point, it's exciting, right? Like I, I'm pumped. You you went to Penn State, so like you have a be- better resume and, and credentials to, for talking about college football. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but uh, but yeah, no, it's exciting. College football. What I really enjoy is you're not dealing with 
people arguing about trades, contracts, all that type of stuff. You're dealing with with salary cap. Yeah, you're dealing the with drafts. Yeah, you're dealing well, kind with kind of, kids. I guess, but right. The good, yeah, the happy yeah. version. The happy version. Yeah, you're dealing with kids who are playing the game mainly for the love of the game, and you you see 110 percent effort. I'd say most of the time. Um, you see that in the NFL too, but the NFL is more of a diva vibe to it than in college football, in my opinion. Right. So, it's, yeah. it's um, it's a job. It's entertainment. Blah 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 blah. All those things. Right. Yeah. All those little wrinkles go into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing with college football that that really gets me gets me going is like the communities that bond and get together over you know over their teams. Like it's like state college, you know, for for Penn State during the football season is like one huge like it's like the it's literally happy oh the town valley. shuts down yeah yeah and, and and could you imagine like an sec even in the sec schools that's what they live for down there you know that that's that's like they're what they're known for is that that's southeastern football and even and same with yeah. baseball too but we're talking about football but but yeah it's just like just the whole college awesome. vibe in general it brings yeah. back a lot of good memories brings back that that kind of like youthful like those fun you know really no worries besides handing in your essay monday morning you know weekends. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, let me ask you this and i know what the chat's uh thoughts on this as well i mean obviously all the time but but especially for this so college football right there's a lot of unique environments like you were just pointing out Mm-hmm. Um, you went to Penn State. Obviously, that's great. It's fine. I actually wrote down like all the different ones I've been seen a game at. Well, so I have Penn State, the Big House, Notre Dame twice, uh, Washington, uh, Rutgers, Princeton, um, Temple, which you know, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, and Navy, which was more of a conference championship. And then just some places been to Florida, uh, Duke, South Carolina, NC State, uh, Kansas, and uh, West Virginia. But Wow. Uh, yeah. So no, That's I mean, it, yeah, you know, it's, there's, there's some really, really cool spots. I'll tell you, I'll even just jump on a soapbox for a second. Washington's sick. Washington. I, I took a home video. I'm showing it out the little home video. I took if you will, uh, from our seats there. It, it was really cool. It's like right on the water. Um, and basically they, that's their tailgating. They all tailgate on the water. It's really, really cool. Um, Oh, look at that. So we got the, we got the chat somewhat rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. Oh yeah, well, one. Oh, definitely oh that's cool. Look at the environment there. Look at that. Nice. Oh my. Yeah, well, that's a, that. I, you know, I've never been to Washington, and that that reminds me of like a Seahawks game, like that vibe. The, the stadiums are there. very similar. It's actually yeah. pretty cool. So, a picture like taking the Broad Street line in Philly, how you can pretty much go up and down through the city. Mm. The very top north spot is Washington. You. Mm. And like you can take it and you get out and you're really right. You're actually at the football stadium. That's where it like drops you off at. Uh, well, it's more like it's a subway. So you, you come up under the tracks and you come up. It's like a train subway tram. It's pretty cool. But like the port, the part of Washington is a subway. Awesome. Um, so you come up and then you can see, yeah, you're right. It's called Alaska Airlines uh, Stadium. And then they have, and then the basketball arena is right next to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's sick. Uh, but and then yeah. Seattle. The yeah. acoustics are built just like CenturyLink, or I guess, really? yeah, it's still CenturyLink, yeah. Yeah, I feel like settings like that don't really exist as much in the NFL versus college. Right? I don't know if that makes sense. I just feel yes. like, like college has a whole different, like, aura when it it's, comes to Saturday game days. It's uh, it's like a home-cooked meal. You can't get yeah. it anywhere else. That's right. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. Yeah, it, it's – oh, it's great. I would, I would really love – I've only ever been to – you're a laugh. I've been to Penn State for a football game, and I've been to um, to Mikey Stadium for an Army game back when I was probably like six years old. Oh, up uh, at West Point. West Point, yeah. That's yeah. I. I, I want to go see that. 
Yeah. I, so I, like I said, I've been in Navy and that was, it blew me away. I want to go back really bad. I have family who, you know, my, once on my family's from that area my grandfather worked there for like 30 years and he was a season ticket holder. So that's why really? that's why yeah, he brought me. It's yeah, it's cool. So I have a lot of, a lot of ties to, to, to army West point. Um, that's so cool. So I, I would love to get back there too, actually. So there we go. So, oh yeah. And then, and, and Josh in the chat says big house, big house is sick. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if you tailgate a little bit on the golf course out there. That's what's really cool too. You would love this Zach around the big house. The one, my one knock on the big house real quick before I start complimenting it is I don't like how it's like essentially at street level. So you're driving down the street and the upper part of it is essentially at like a, you're at a stoplight and like, that's the upper deck. Like you can kind of see the left. Oh, so really? it's, so you're basically down in a ditch. Yeah. It's like a low bowl, but the cool thing is, so across the street is uh university of Michigan's like golf course and it's beautiful. And the, they like rope it off. So people, that's like where they have like the, like, like they're obviously, they obviously have other lots, but that's like part of their lots. So you're, you're literally like drinking on like a fairway just before the game grilling and stuff. It's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Get some Caddyshack vibes. Oh, I love, and, and Joe I G said, yeah, Army, Navy. Yeah. See, that's, I need, he went to one. And I'm so jealous. I have to go see one of those. That, and that's so funny. That's on my, my list of games and environments that I want to go to. And, and I have no excuse because it's in Philly, it's in Philly or Baltimore or, um, know. you know, it's, it's all around the area. But I have no excuse the atmosphere. Yeah. Oh my God. The crowd. When, when army won in the snow, what was that? Three years ago. Yeah. I was literally like almost in tears. That's how, that's how much I loved that game. And just, you know, just the way it happened. And that was the first time army beat Navy and like, I forget 10, 12, 13 years, something ridiculous. Oh, and I'm always an army guy too. I remember my, my grandpa yeah. loved army too. And like, yeah. they're the underdog. So yeah, you had to root for army. Yeah. And, and what's cool. It's like, it's a totally different style of football. Like it's an old school, like hard nose North South for the most part, old school football. And it, it takes a certain fan to appreciate that. I think, but like, I think, I think it's so cool to watch. And you know, it's funny. I, real quick. Just looking at the chat too, to Josh's comment about the big house. He's right. I, you know, I, I actually, I want to take that back. He's got a really good point. It's different. And it yeah. does deceive you because you hear the big house. Everyone's like, where is it? And it's like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's down. down. You're like, down what? Look, I mean, look, that was kind of your reaction when I said, like, you're at street level. You're kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that I for, when you said that, I was like, well, what about the flooding? Like, does the stadium flood out <laughs> Flood out a lot? Or they must have some nice drainage. Just- I think they do. Yeah, it's it's sick. I'm it's sure really do. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's back to your point about Army Navy. No, oh my God. And, and it's like, and it's a, I think one of the coolest things, not to be like the kumbaya guy on the show, but it's like you're kind of rooting for everybody, right? Like even if Navy wins, you're not like oh, Navy, you know what I mean? Like you're like yeah. that was what was weird about playing them in the conference title and going there. I remember we were all just like, I can't hate these guys. I love them, but ah, you know, yeah. yeah, you're basically picking a side of a game that it's a huge. It's probably one of the biggest rivalries in sports, I would say, arguably. Um, but like, yeah, you're right. It's really a kind of a win-win situation. If you think yeah, about. you root for your team or the military. You know, that's that's a t- that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but Army Navy would be sick. Um. And then you're also saying what? Uh. You were talking before the show. Auburn and uh. Or sorry, LSU and uh, Alabama's. L- LSU and Bama. Whether it's in, I, I just feel like honestly, any SEC game. It could be Auburn, Alabama as well in the Iron Bowl. Just any SEC game would really would really do it for me on my bucket list. But yeah, specifically LSU, Alabama, I got the little bit of LSU ties with my masters. So I guess we're going to go with that. I just think, you know, whether it's in Baton Rouge or Tuscaloosa, it would just be cool with some, uh, some Cajun tailgating. And uh, Oh my God. So Mike Murphy went, Really? he said it was incredible. He actually went LSU. That's when he went to LSU Bama at, at Bama. And he said it was incredible. That's all my, that's probably in my top 
list of places I want to go. If for we can, honestly, God, I'm down. You know what? Should we do it for? Her? Let's do it. Alexa, when is the LSU Alabama football game this year? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. The 2011 LSU versus Alabama football game is a regular season Damn, football game between the unbeaten LSU Tigers and the unbeaten. It's a pretty good game, apparently. Is that Jamarcus Russell? In Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Did that answer your question? No, and I also would love to have known who won. Um, no, I guess Marcus. we were in high school for him. So oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was Zach Mettenberger, maybe. Was OBJ on that team? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I mean to so. hurt your feelings. Yeah, yeah OBJ. I, I got to knock that down, the Alexa stats, by the way, Zach. She's, yeah, she's she, kind of cooled off. She's like two for five now, maybe? Two for six now. That's oh, tough. Batting 333. Yeah, 333. Okay. All right. Um, We'll right, no, it. but it's fun. And looking at the chat, Joji, yeah, he went to Michigan State. That's a that's a sleeper one. That's cool because yeah. it's a little bit more intimate. Like, kind of, I always fantasize about. It looks like it's in the woods. You know what I mean? This seems like it's in the Michigan wilderness in Lansing. You know, <laughs> is it near? Is it near the? Was it Lake Lake Michigan? Is it, I'm, I'm I'm assuming I think East Lansing is close to the lake, right? At least in American Pie, it was close to the lake. Oh, was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the second one, the sequel. The second, oh, Josh, yeah, I love right. you. So, so, oh man, it's a lot, uh, November seventh. Uh, oh, baby, Josh. Any chance you know where it is, Zach? I would go. Oh, I'm we, down. I was actually going to say this in the in the, our segment that we should do like a sidetracked on the road and like oh. go and like do a show and like do a tailgate like from one of those kind of how we did like Packers Giants from uh, from Lambeau up at the church. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Oh my god, that'd be fun. Yeah, either place. And I, yeah, either place for me would be great. And uh I think like the, the weather down there in November should be ideal. Oh, it'd be perfect. Um <laughs> he said the <laughs> campus sucks. Oh. Or, or the campus is nice, but the area sucks. Oh my. Oh my. Um yeah, hey, all right, make sure I don't put that on the list. But I'll tell you, so on my list, uh it's funny. Uh, Boise State at LSU. Oh, oh baby. boy! Now we're talking. Yeah. Um, but you know it's funny. This is a sleeper one for me. I got to see the blue turf. I that's have a, to see Boise a, State. That's a great pick. Idaho's beautiful too. I've been there once. It's mm. it's a state that I never thought I would actually like. First, I never thought I would enjoy it ever. Potatoes are incredible, by the way. Oh, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, but okay, it's at LSU. Let's let's yeah. talk about that. That's much more exciting than my 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 uh, adventures over to the to the state of the potatoes. Um, no, well, I, well, go back to Boise State real quick. So I had a teammate got the color uh, too at work. Yeah, that's perfect. I had a teammate um, at work who lives in Idaho. So I talked to him. I was like, dude, what's it like literally not having any sports in your state? So he's like, well, we're either like Utah Jazz fans, but we're all diehard Boise State fans. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that would be a that's I think really cool. A great, I think you picked a great school for that for this topic. Absolutely. I want to go to a game there really badly. I heard Boise is a really cool place too. Yeah, I've heard that as well. So there we go. We're gonna go. We're gonna hit LSU and Boise State this year. That'd Perfect. be sick. We should do that. Hey, I'm down. They play like San Diego State or something. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. Game. yeah, we should. I'd be so down. <laughs> um, all right, but that's it. Not that everyone wants to hear about our, our travel plans here. This isn't that we're, you know, we're not trying to be like Liberty travel here. It's like, Zach, are you ready to go on the best college football trip of your life? <laughs> um, but all right, no, lo- looking at it. So um, let's talk kind of at this one point, because I, I don't know how to really dive into it. We kind of were talking about running on to the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. with it's, And it's funny because we'll kind of segue into our NFL chatter. But with college, 
it's interesting how when you kind of take what we've been talking about, you know, leading up to this point in the show about traveling and, and, and being in different parts of the country and different people and different fan bases. Uh, it's, it's cool how like you go down South and if you went to a place like, you know, Savannah and you're like, Hey, you guys excited about the Falcons this year? They're like, yeah, but we're more excited about the Bulldogs. And it's like, Oh, well, yeah. Duh. Right. You go to Tennessee and you're like, Hey, you guys pumped about the Titans. And like, I mean, we got volunteer season, but yeah, I mean, we're looking good, you know, and big cat's got his stream on part of my take tonight on Twitch, I think, or he might even be doing it like, I think at eight o'clock um, where he's like playing his Tennessee or something like that. That's when the national championship tonight. But anyway, like it, right, there's, there's this like whole area and it's not just down South. I think there's different parts kind of all over the place, even within States where it's more ex- not acceptable is not the word I want to use, but it's more cultural Mm-hmm. to like the college team in an acceptable state like and i i'm with it right you know how like i'm you know all over the place with like governing the sports world like it makes sense i get it like you talk about that homegrown college town family vibe right like kind of walk me through that from your perspective too and from the chat's perspective to what you kind of think about all that is it weird is it biz- like if you go to georgia like i said for example and they're like well we care about more about the bulldogs and the falcons like is that weird because the pros are kind of obviously what you strive to be or like Uh, take it away from here yeah no i don't think it's weird at all i think it's more of a community and like you said cultural based thing i think people value college sports or or those type of people who value college sports value more of kind of what i hit on earlier they value more of the players playing for the love of the game and for the fun of the game and trying to make that name for themselves so you see the passion kind of come out both in the fans and the players and i think people just like to rally around their communities um, and support the local communities local schools and um, and there's also yeah. just more co- there's more colleges in general, so I think it's you know versus pro teams, so I think it's easier for someone to latch on to a you know their local squad than than some than like the corporate level if you you know the Atlanta Falcons. There's probably more tradition, tradition in right? a sense, mm-hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you go to the local bar where you went as a kid, like you know, in in college, and da da da, da and like maybe your parents took you to start, like especially like Penn State for example, right? It's a good example. You might go to the creamery when you're a kid. And then like, as you're older, right, you went there and you, you had a good time at uh, the gaff and you like, you know, having a couple, a couple of little drinks at saloon or something. Yeah. Um, right. And then you go back and you have season tickets like Joe G does um, and Joe P and then they go up all the time. Right. Like, like there's tradition of that. Yeah. And that's special. Like you, and, and Grant, you have that in the NFL, but right. Like what, Zach, this is perfect. Not to throw you on the spot and not to the giants under the bus. What's it like if you want to be a season ticket fan or a season ticket holder for the Giants at MetLife? Well, they uh, they definitely milk, milk <laughs> your pocket. <laughs> they squeeze your pockets dry. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, the and that's the throw you on the spot. Yeah, what was, we were because I remember you were telling me this as we were driving up for the Packers game last year. Yeah, I I had considered maybe buying one or two season tickets before for the Giants. And if you were to go to like, and I the prices are probably a little bit different now. This is like four years ago. But if you wanted to be 300 level, you had to, I mean, you, well, every seat, regardless, you have to pay a per seat license just so it's like your rights to the seat. And then you have to pay for the tickets on top of it. Whew. So it, I'm pretty sure for one seat for the per seat, the the license, it was like a thousand dollars for 300 level. And then if you want more that, if you want like two seats for two tickets, you got to pay that again. And then if you wanted it at the 100 level, like you're talking 25 grand a seat and up. It's like, and it, they're not the only team that does this. I think it's like half of the NFL that does this per seat. That's brutal. Thing. But it's like, it makes it, makes it hard for, 
I mean, yeah, if you're like a CEO or a VP or like director level, sure, you could probably swing that. But for people, for, for the others, common fan that wants to take his kids to the game, right? Yeah, yeah, not exist. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about what if like you, the three of you, you, Josh, and uh, Joe G got a little package together and just get like a single ticket for all eight games and you split it up. <laughs> and then yeah, there's so that one game where you sell the last ticket. <laughs> And then you just buy like like nosebleeders or something, and you all go together or something like that. Yeah, I mean that that's a scheme that should that could everyone probably goes work out. everyone goes twice by themselves. <laughs> now, if you're talking Phillies tickets, like that, like baseball season tickets are so much better, so much more attainable. Um, oh yeah, they have like football, all the different plans like, and stuff like that. Yeah, you can get like a ten game season like a season ticket package for like three or four hundred bucks, and you're in the hundred level. Yeah, well, yeah. it's fine. I'm on I'm on like a thirty five year waiting list for the Packers. Um, yeah, but oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. So hopefully I'll just pass them on. Like, see, I always—it's funny. I always joke around, and say like, if I don't grow up in the Green Bay area and raise kids that are football fans, like, do I tell them? To root? Well, not tell them to root for the Packers, but do I like? If they're like, Dad, I want to root for the Packers, am I not like, oh no, you should probably root for the local team? Or am mm. I like, definitely? Yeah, I think you got to roll with it, right? You got to roll. Father's with, Day topic, and you know, with what letting them choose, they want to root for. Right. Yeah, you obviously let them choose, but if they're somewhere in the middle. Do you like? nudge like if they're like i don't know what to do i kind of want to root for the packers with you but i also want to root for like my friends teams because like that's who i'll root for in school like you just like go like your life yeah. would be easier just go root for like and i'm not even just saying an affiliate perspective right if you live in like i don't know carolina and you're in charlotte and they're like they're yeah. all panthers fans it's like okay like yeah i think you have to let them roll with it and then let them just figure it out on their own because eventually they're going to end up bonding with you more i feel like you know growing up but yeah and, and looking at the chat um well josh had a good point too that the single game that it's probably just cheaper to just buy single game tickets for all eight games yeah 100%. Um, oh god my kids wanted to roof the vikings see that's that's i think i step in there because there's no reason we're not we're not i'm never gonna live in minnesota so there would never actually be a reason for them to to literally have to root for the vikings so i would just be like nope 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 you can't do that that's wrong yeah See if I, I mean, raise kids in the Philadelphia area, I'm basically like asking for my kids to be Eagles fans. Right, I'm not. I'm not going to pick what my you know what like if if you know my kid wants it says someday, hey, I want to be another faith. It's like I can't fight them over that. But at the same point, they say I want to be a saintness. I'd be like, that's not a good idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. That bad is that bad? I'm I am the worst Packers fan. I know. I know. I I go. I, I feel so bad. I really do. If anyone on this that watches our stream is a Vikings fan or a Bears fan or a Lions, well, they're not even watching right now because I've probably lost them 30 <laughs> shows ago um, when I opened my mouth for the first time. And I, and I do feel bad. Uh, Josh says, my kids I, can never be Eagles fans. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, you know, you're right, Josh. And I think we got to hold strong here. <laughs> yeah, you two can work that out. I mean, I'll let it happen. Here's why I look at it. Right? My dad's an Eagles fan. He let me be a Packers fan. I, if my kid wanted to be an Eagles fan, how, who am I? To say no, like right, like it's that's mm-hmm. not my spot. True, true. Yeah, that's a sick twist. Find sense. their own way. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was a little. That was a little dark. Compared to fucking Saintness. All right, yeah. That was not. That was not. As it, it's like that Michael Scott quote in the office. He's like, as it came out of my mouth, I realized I knew it was wrong. Whatever he says, it's <laughs> like that's like that's how I feel. I'm like, I yeah, like all right. I'm sorry. I did not mean that. Um. All right, but look. All right, let's let's get to football talk. We got a lot. You know, it's funny. Yeah. And, I can, I can, I feel like I can uh, amend this or amend this, I should say, with with Vikings fans because you know we're going to make fun of the Bears a little bit. Um, but before we get to that, a lot, of, honestly, guys, a lot happened today in the football world, though, right? So, um, I mean, just in the last five hours, right? We got Debo Samuel broke his foot. 
uh, Jamal Adams requesting a trade from the Jets. So we'll just kind of jump into that. And it's funny, that's not even what we had planned yeah. <laughs> talking about. So we have plenty um, to dive into in the NFL world. But I'll tell you, what, let's, let's jump into the NFC side of things first, uh, Zach, with the Debo uh, Samuel injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was injured, uh, I think it was today or, or earlier this week at some during point. During a workout, right? Yeah, during, so the, the 49ers have been doing workouts uh, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why, but I, whatever reason they are, but, uh, so they've been doing workouts, Jimmy G and the rest of them, George Kittle, Samuel, uh, and I guess, you know, he, he, so I think it's a Jones fracture from, if I, I actually can't believe I didn't write this down going on to the show. Um, pretty sure it's synonymous to like what Ben Simmons had with his foot. Uh, it looks like on Twitter, he said that'd be about 10 weeks and he'll be back. Yeah, so he'll be I- back. Yeah, I think, season, I, yeah, I think Adam Schefter or someone was posted that like he could be back for week one or he would miss a month. So he so he's going to return anywhere from looks like week one to like week three or four. And so the, he's not going to miss. He's not going to miss too much time if he misses month. Anyway. Now the thing that's interesting with all of this sometimes, not to like overanalyze it, but they'll be fine. I'm sure this isn't like as big of a story as everyone's making it out to be. But the one thing I always find interesting, he's a second year receiver. Mm-hmm. right and when you think about it from that perspective training camp's valuable especially this year when like they couldn't actually all meet as a team grant they're all working out together in tennessee but still right like it's it's a little bit different mm-hmm. and now you don't have training camp that you really needed to make up for the lost time and he's only a second year player they're gonna have to throw new wrinkles and obviously people are gonna catch on to what the 49ers did a little bit last year so kyle shanahan's gonna have to constantly change that scheme so mm-hmm. he might like basically my point is i'm saying he may come back right as the season starts, but he might not be effective until the first month or second month. Yeah, 100%. It's going to take time to kind of get that, just to get the endurance and the uh, being in game shape um, yeah. back for him. Especially when you, I mean, you're on your feet, you walk, you run, you use your feet every day. So it's like that's a constant injury that he's going to have to be aware of when he's recovering. Which I'd is, love to know why, why people in the Sixers get this injury and they're out for a year and a half, but somehow he can play a contact collision sport and be back in 10 weeks. Uh, but that, that speaks a lot to character and, and other things. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Um, but all right, to that point, does this, I don't want, I, I just don't like being the, the, the person that does the podcast that says, is this going to hurt the 49ers act? Like, but it's just kind of like, I guess, what do you think of all this? Let's just kind of spill it out from a general mm-hmm. like general questionnaire perspective, right? Like, what do you think of Debo, Debo Samuel getting hurt? Well, I think Debo Samuel was a great playmaker. He was kind of an X factor in the offense from his speed. You can kind of use him on an end around or slant routes, and he just very fast, athletic, obviously. So it's definitely going to hurt. Um, I think they still have Matt Breida, right, running in the running back? They do. And would you kind of say that – Debo Samuel's like a sexier version of Muhammad Sanu. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't think like that whole big, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Taylor Gabriel, getting, like that kind of gadget, like yeah. that gadget player, but like does yeah, like the no. swing passes, like that whole flow. Kind of like a Percy Harvin a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but what I was getting at, so they saw Matt Breida and I know Jarek McKinnon's coming back. So maybe. Th- Moster. Go, yeah. And maybe oh, that's they, right. they do have Jarek McKinnon coming back. Yeah. That's a, yeah, so maybe I think this injury is going to open up some more plays for those for that group. So I think they're going to be able to fill the void, you know, for however, however many games that Debo misses. So I think, yeah, it's going to hurt them, obviously, but I think um, Shanahan's a pretty creative coach. So I think he's going to come up with stuff so where it's not going to be that damaging. I wonder if, like, a guy like Dante Pettis would step up. 
Because right, like at this point, it's like now or never. He'll probably get caught if he doesn't have a tremendous camp. Like, a great you know what I mean, he's kind of like has that. Uh, um, oh, the Vikings receiver. Uh, those oldest wide receiver Treadwell. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. That's it. I yeah. Can't, yeah, I can't think. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think this is going to handle them too much. Uh, but I'll tell. You, let's spin it over to the AFC side. Yeah. So this one was interesting. You texted me this as we were jumping on the air too. That you, it was something you had some some thoughts about this. You're a New York football fan. Yes, it's the Giants, but your neighbors uh, that you're sharing your, uh, your your duplex with, uh, the Jets, the ones downstairs that have a hard time paying the rent each month. <laughs> they're yeah. uh, you know they're 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 making headlines again. Yeah, yeah. Good old Jamal Adams uh, de- basically demanding a trade. The, that relationship had always been rocky, on and off type deal. And he threw out a list of, what was it, seven teams who he would like to be traded to. Um, and ironically, all seven teams are, you know, playoff contending, Super Bowl contending teams. Oh, so wow. who's this that? sound like? Maybe LeBron James going to the Heat and all that. But anyway. Wait, so does he, he doesn't have a new trade clause, does he? Apparently not. I, I don't know much about his contract, to be honest. But By the way, I feel horrible. I was just looking at the chat because I knew that I felt there were some comments we didn't get to. Always your number one fan had a good point. Just think about how much money the NFL will lose. And that's kind of why I don't think we're not going to have fans. Because yeah. right, you think about how much they need this. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like, Yeah. I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory in my head. So the NFL rolled out a 17-week schedule, right? They did not – remember we were talking about, oh, well, if there's not going to be fans or if they're really fearing this, wouldn't they have like maybe like a 10-game schedule already set, like all these backup plans? They never announced it. At least I feel. I feel like we're gonna have fans, and the NFL is just such big business that they're, they're gonna have to. Exactly. They're kind of just like. I think the way they're probably looking at this is, we're either gonna come back or we're not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this virus will either have like right if it has like that rebound that unfortunately people might predict that it happens in the fall, then they're screwed either way. Like they're probably like there's so many people are gonna get it. That to, I mean, I would think right to the point that they just have to kind of shut it down, like how everybody got crippled this year. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine we have football this time, like Super Bowls this time next year? Oh my god, I can't yeah. do another one of those hibernation periods. But no, um, no but I mean, that, I mean, to that point, I'm I'm with you. I think that they're just going to keep their foot on the gas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so Josh said that's correct. Uh, still his rookie deal. The Jets didn't want to come out and say uh, we'll pay him either. So. Yeah. So, and, and Josh, this is the point I was saying to Zach before we jumped on the show. I'm a, I'm personally under the belief that guys in the secondary and running backs kind of fit the bill. Where, and I, I don't, I feel bad actually saying this because I think they're both obviously key positions, but they're positions where you really need legs. You really need like freshness, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, it's not the position where you can have someone that's banged up, that's a little slow, a little bit past their prime, right? So a lot of these teams are like, I'm not, I'm not spending $13 million a year on this guy when I could maybe try to find another safety. And, and I'm not saying that Jamal Adams is just another safety. He's obviously very good. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, like you got to step back a little bit and think it's like a team that is nowhere close to winning. This isn't the time. It, it would be like if Saquon said, I'm holding out. You'd be like, what? What? Like you can't – like you need to start going up. This is not the time to like – you know what I mean? Like and that's what mm-hmm. – is tough about this stuff. And that's what's tough about drafting those running backs earlier, because like I said, you can't, um, you can't overpay him because you could just draft the replacement that could be serviceable, not as good, but serviceable and certainly worth more than, than giving up. Like I said, all that money. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. And the thing that like kind of bothers me with, so they obviously have a very rough um, relationship, of course, the Jets and Jamal Adams, but when he demands and throws out these lists of teams that he wants to go here and he's basically. You have the the list. I actually didn't see it. It's the, uh, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the 49ers, Seahawks, Texans, Cowboys, and the Ravens. So if you look at all those seven, they're all playoff teams. It's always the same crew. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like are the yeah. Saints in there somehow. Like you know, it, yeah, the Rams. Right. Like not, but yeah. it's always that same crew of seven teams that can just somehow take on anybody and make it work. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly right. And uh, but I think that Sorry, really, I had to just I had no, to get that no, out. No, you're good. I think when any player demands a trade, though, it really it really hurts the team they're on because now everyone who wants to trade for him is like, oh well. They need to get rid of him, so we're going to lowball him because they're going to be desperate to get this this guy off their roster. So, you know, this, this is very unfortunate for the Jets, but it also speaks to the Jets coaching staff and management that they weren't able to please the guy. So, Well, and it's funny. We're, we're, we're laughing about MLB being this, like, we talk about, like, a high school relationship saga. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jamal Adams has this with the Jets yeah. every, like, twice a year. He's only 24. He's only 24. Too. How many times has this guy asked to be traded already? <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? And they're just like, I don't care. And mm-hmm. no, I, and Josh, I get it, you got to pay somebody, but I'm just saying is if you pay, it's I'll kind of spin it in this direction. It's almost like this is kind of a very I just probably feel like I'm more going to alienate Eagles fans when I say this, but it's like the argument I was saying to you on the show the other a uh, couple of weeks ago when people and I was asking, you know. Um, what would make you optimistic about the Eagles defense? And people said Darius Slade was the first thing. I thought, yeah, but what do the Lions want? Right? We have this, this as fans, we usually do this thing, right? When I get pro- like player A, it automatically is going to make our unit B, right? So, and I thought to myself, all right, well, and, and that's not me picking on them getting him. More my point is just because you got a player at that position doesn't necessarily mean it's just going to necessarily propel everything else. And my point is, like, if you pay Jamal Adams, you think they're going to be a playoff team all of a sudden? No. Yeah. They're not close, right? So that's, I guess that was my point. With the Eagles thing was more of saying like, if you don't have anything else around Darius, Slay, like an offense, like, which they obviously do in Philadelphia, but in Detroit, they didn't like, what good does it do? And that's kind of what I'm saying with the jets is like, what good does it do? If you pay Jamal Adams, if he doesn't have a team around him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of my thing with the jets. So I think I, I kind of like what Joe Douglas is doing over there as the GM, mm-hmm. right? I think, they're trying to build up slow. I, I, they're building through Sam Darnold and through those circuits, trying to help the line, build out the front of that line. Not to be that guy, I kind of thought they committed a heist selling off, uh, was it Leonard Williams to you guys? Yeah. For what was the third round draft pick? Like a third and fifth, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm wrong. not trying to be that guy. You didn't think that was a good trade for the Giants? Not at all. No. No. So it's a good trade for them. Yeah. But here, so- here's the thing, though. If you're going to write off, a player, not to play devil's advocate, but if you're going to write off a player of Jamal Adams' caliber and what he brought to that defense, what's that say? What's that show other players in the league? Like that's basically saying, oh, well, I want to go to the Jets. They're not there for their their players. Where if they were to keep Jamal Adams, maybe it's like, oh, well, I disagree. The, right, the Jets are attractive because they have Jamal Adams. You know, dude, who cares? Like they're trying to yeah. win. Like it doesn't matter what other players think about what they're trying to pay a position. I'm not trying to come at you that but it's like i guess my point is i'm saying like think of all these times we've talked about secondary players that are good really good and then they go off to their next home and they're and they're not look at jalen ramsey yeah like you know what i mean i like that's the way i look at it It, you look at any of these guys um 
Exactly. Try to get the hall like Miami did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Get them yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, look at, I just think to myself, if they don't have the team, like look at all these guys I've tried, like I'm talking about Jalen Ramsey. I'm trying to think of some other guys in the past um, that have been like big splashes. Cause here, and I, I say this, Zach coming from a guy with the Packers who the last five years before they drafted their secondary, basically where I was like, I want, um, Oh my God. That's how irrelevant he is. Uh, Are you talking about like Rivas or Patrick Peterson or? I was thinking of um, no. Who was the guy who was on the Rams that was on the Jets? Uh, Johnson. Oh, Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine yeah, Johnson. Go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, right. Like you look by. I mean, honestly, not to take a shot at the Eagles fans, right? They've seen it. Nomney. Uh, right. Uh, Byron Maxwell. Like most of the guys. Like I. I just think they don't. Um, they don't. Oh, look at this. I. I. I don't speak that language, unfortunately, but. Yeah. Um, Enough to have a go today. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. You know, this is us. We have to, we have to brush up. Yeah. Um, We do. Uh, But no, I mean, to that point, I think. um, Yeah. All right. I'm just looking with. uh, All right. I get it. I get he's a captain and he's a leader. I'm sorry. All right, Josh, let me. All right. I get he's got good qualities. Let me ask you this. What. About him makes you think that he's someone to build around that's going to take the Jets to the next level. And I'm not like, because I'm, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying, like, when you got to balance out what he's asking for, like, you can't give that to him. And then, and like, it's not going to get you where you need to be as a team. I did not expect to get this, like, hot over Jamal Adams. No, but I, I kind of, I, listen, I don't like the way Jamal Adams handled it, but I, I mean, if the Jets want to win, they need some key defensive pieces. Jamal Adams would be one, but it's too, too gone now. See, that's fair. All right, so what, what positions are worth paying? Um, I think, obviously, it starts with offensive and defense. I'm not like, bro, I'm not sitting there with the Jets, like, roster saying, well, I would pay this guy and I'd pay that guy. I guess I'm worth saying it's like it would be almost – this is a really, really weird analogy. Remind me of, like, if you paid Andre Iguodala when he was leading the Sixers post-Iverson. I'm like, they're, they're just a 7-8 seed with him. Yeah. Right, like, what is what are you getting there? Like, sure, they're, they're, he's worth the money, quote unquote. I get that. Like, he's I'm not saying he's not worth the money, but I'm saying you can't pay like a team that wants to win can't pay him that because you need mm-hmm. to pay everybody. There's too many more positions of football that need to get paid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's like offensive line, defensive line. Yeah, get that. Right, well, it's a big uglies. Let me let me ask you this. Not to not to just kind of push forward, but I I do have something. I feel like the chat's gonna like this too. I think this is a this is a good segment. Um, so looking at the playoff bracket from last year, right? Twelve teams made it. Fourteen will make it this year with one uh, respectable ad on each side. Uh, and I was asking the chat, uh, or sorry, I was asking Zach earlier, but I'm asking the chat and obviously you, Zach. Um, looking at this year, over under, and Grant, because now there's fourteen, so I'm gonna actually up the number. Mm-hmm. Eight of those fourteen teams make the playoffs this year, or eight, eight of those eight 12, twelve, but eight of those will make the bracket of fourteen this year. Yeah. Uh, over under. I'm taking the under. I'm saying six of them. Yeah. Yeah. Six I mean, teams. I, I think six make it six. Uh, yeah, six at, six in, six out from this past season. Well, let me. Can I put? And you can completely say no because we did we did not talk about this. Can I put you on the spot and ask you which ones will and which ones won't if I oh, pull the bracket up oh, again? I, I got three on the AFC, three on the NFC, even split. I'm going to ask you. This is this is a great segment all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to see what uh, Chad's say on this one. So, 
You want me to start? Go Let's AFC. Let's do it. All right. You want to do the AFC first? Sorry. All right. Yeah. AFC. So I'm thinking the Patriots aren't going to make it. Even though deep down, I have a weird feeling that Jared Stidham is going to come out and actually be half decent for whatever reason. I think that, but they're probably going to be like an eight and eight team, in my opinion. Okay. Patriots are out. I think the Texans are out. I think. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that division, <laughs> yeah, the Texans are definitely out. And I think the Titans are out as well. I think the Titans were kind of really, yeah. I think the Titans were a one-hit wonder last season because that they rode oh, that my. wave. They rode that wave very far, you know, into the playoffs, obviously. And I don't this know if they can do this year. I think the Colts are going to go in there. And and uh, you, want to, you want me to give you a couple teams I think that are going to make it for the AFC to kind of replace these guys. And by the way, JB saying over or possibly a push at eight, and it, it would have been a push last year because like you know like. Yeah. What was yeah. I trying to think with the stat? I looked last year to see the turnover, and it yeah. was seven. Mm-hmm. Like that was the number. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, let's let's hear it. So I, I think the Colts are going to run away at the AFC South. I really do. I have them in my five. So we, we made five teams each, right? That we feel like could break the door down. Yeah. Yeah. So do the Colts wanna, are on mine do you, too. Do you want to kind of blend these two together? Yeah. Let's just do. We kind of we we'll kind of mesh it together. All right. Cool. And because there's no point in you doing that, I'll be like, so Zach, guess what? I like the Colts. By the way. Yeah. yeah. Might as well. Might as well both talk about them. Yeah, I'm high. I'm high on the Colts. I just think Philip Rivers is going to be huge for them. Their defense is strong. Got DeForest Buckner, um, Jonathan Taylor, another offensive weapon. They tighten the screws on on a pretty solid roster. I think. Yeah, absolutely. they just kind of needed like the leadership, maybe like one more yeah. impact play that here or there, and like in a game, basically they were just one or two plays short. Not that I'm even saying they were that bad, but like now I feel like they're going to. Yeah. I think they could be like a ten and six, twelve and fourteen. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, Phil Rivers behind a very strong offensive line is is deadly because Phil Rivers is known for making some gunslinging mistakes. But if you notice, a lot of those mistakes were when he's under pressure. So if he if he has more time, he'll he'll hit yeah. his guys. They got Michael Pittman Jr. from uh, from USC. Um, Paris Campbell is another one, and then obviously T. Y. Hilton. Not to dive into the Colts roster, but, but uh, no, I, I I agree. I think they're I think they're getting sold short. I think mm-hmm. Frank Wright's a great coach. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. no, that too. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Joe says that he, uh, Jonathan Taylor, best, our best running back in the draft. Yeah. Arguably, yeah. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's a he really some fumbling, good point. He had some fumbling issues in uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, but you pair him with who else they got Marlon Mack, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a two headed monster. Well, it's a real but, quick. Let me, let me pull it up again. So that was your three AFC teams. So you're saying the Texans, Texans the Patriots, and the Titans, the Titans are all going to miss it. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so, got, right, so, you, so you had the, the, the Colts replacing them. And what were the other two teams in the AFC? I think the Dolphins are going to make it. They're going to be a wild card team. I'm, I'm right. real high on the Dolphins this year. I could see that. Yeah. I think Tua, I think Tua is a winner. I think he's going to be great on the offense. I think all the defensive pieces they added, it's going to be huge. And they came, they finished strong last year. I mean, yeah, they only finished five and 11, but they did beat um, the Eagles, the Patriots, you know, mm-hmm. they must beat they must beat us too. Not that we were a great team by any means last year, but. Um, and then no, I, think, I could, I know what you mean. Yeah. Then I think the chargers, I think the chargers have so you much. You love talent. them. The chargers have so much talent, man. Their defense was, was top six last year. But they just had they lost so many games by one score, and, and that's been their story. But I think this year they're gonna. I don't know. I'm not as high on the Raiders and the Broncos. I know you are, but I'm not as high on them. How the Raiders? Yeah, is that one of your the teams you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, it is. I kind of want to know what the chat. That. Do you think this? I'm throwing this to the chat. Better chance the Chargers or the Raiders make the playoffs next year. 
Oh boy. I, I want to know because I think that's a that's a good question. Well, if the NFL you could is both rigged, make it with the whole wild card expansion. That's true. If the NFL is rigged, they'll be the Raiders because they're in Vegas this year. So <laughs> I didn't think about that. But here's the thing, right? I think for what you said, I think the Raiders are taking it's almost like two people taking like a different route. Oh wow, Josh is the charger. <laughs> oh my. Um, I think the I think the tough part is Derek Carr. That question mark. I think they have the grit. I think they have the the savviness with Gruden, like whatever that is that they have. I think it's enough to get them there. I'm going to plead for a minute, right? Packers yeah. played them earlier in the season, and we blew them out. It wasn't a blowout. Max Crosby dominated on the line. They kind of forgot about Khalil Mack with, with him up there, obviously, as a youngin, um, causing havoc, right? Uh, their secondary is pretty good with Jonathan Abram back there. Uh, I, I like – Darren Waller, obviously, is their tight end. Josh Jacobs is a beast as a running back. Like, I guess my thing is they're built to win those types of games. I saw Josh uh, or um, Josh Jacobs run over Adrian Amos in that game. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's right. I mean. We got, we got Joe taking every, the Chargers still. All right. All right. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm kind of curious what the over-under is on both of their win totals this year. Do you know what? It, I'm going to try to take a quick look up. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure, but if five. I had to guess, they're, they're both probably around like eight, probably seven and a half. I'm trying to eight. find it on FanDuel. Yeah, my yeah, thing with the Raiders, and this this is could be to your to your advantage, is they they brought in uh, Marcus Mariota, so maybe that lights a fire under. Derek yeah, exactly. Palmer. That's actually a really good point too, yeah. because like if he's not good, then they're fine. I mean, not they're fine. They're fine. They're probably not, not fine, but, you know, but, it's, but it's like, it's, hey, we have another option. It's that you're right because to that point it's gonna it's almost like Derek Carr knows that he's already on the chopping block, which right. is good, right? It's not like they put brought in like a Case Keenum and you just no. don't know what's going on there, kind of thing. Think, you about, know what I mean? think about it. Think about it. If you're in a relationship and you've had a little bit of a rocky road with your girlfriend, and some guy from her past starts hitting her up, and she and then you she you start to see that she has some other options, you're gonna you're gonna straighten up, right? Yeah, so you're not gonna treat yourself. So got options. Right. So Chargers are over under eight wins. I just saw, and the Broncos or uh, and the Raiders are seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I You'd be smarter right, to though. take the Chargers, right? Just because. Yeah. I think- I, here's the thing, though. I always find it interesting that you like the Chargers and the Colts because you're trying to find that like you're <laughs> almost Rivers. banking on two people breaking up and then they find their soulmates in the next relationship. It's like yeah. how how am I supposed to believe the Chargers are a good team and Philip Rivers doesn't suck? <laughs> But when then, they suck but last then, yeah, year. the Colts, right? No, I get what you mean. I just, I just think with the Colts, um, Rivers will have more time. Like I said, their offensive lines are the best in the league. I think that's going to be huge for Philip Rivers. Um, and the Chargers, I just think have so much talent around as a whole. And if they start with Tyrod Taylor, like Tyrod Taylor is a game manager, say for what it is. Yeah, he's not going to turn the ball over with the times that Rivers did. I'm past the Browns was like the last time, right? Where it was like, oh, Tyrod, it might work. Right, like kind of heard the whispers when he went over to Buffalo after being in Baltimore, and then it was like, oh, by the way, now he's on the Browns, and he might be the guy like in front of Baker. It's like, yeah, kind of past the whole like believing Tyrod's. I don't, I don't even say he's not good. It's like here's the craziest thing. He's like the ideal person I want backing up Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but that's it. Like he's reliable. He's reliable. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing flashy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I mean, you know, Um, all right. But how about the NFC? So the NFC, the three teams that I have out are the Vikings. I think that's an easy one, in my opinion. It's easy for me to say. So these next two are the tough ones ones for me. I'm thinking the Seahawks are out, and I think the Eagles are out. That's interesting. Yeah. 
What do you have? So, are, those, are those like the, along the lines for you as well? Or what are you thinking? That's, that's a great question because yeah. I've been casually on the Seahawks not being good and making the playoffs train for like three years. And I finally just was like, I'm done. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was over it just because they do the same thing. It's like a used car salesman. Hey, you like losing three fourths of the game, but then all of a sudden at the last second, your quarterback wins it for you. And you play all 16 games at home. Welcome to Seattle. <laughs> that's, that's seriously what it's like. Yeah. Oh, you're playing the worst team in football. You're playing the Bengals at home and you're down like 27 to 23 with like three minutes left to go. Oh, don't worry. Russell Wilson will lead you in. You know, well, you got to, you got to stop first, which you will You'll be fine. And then you go down and you win. Like they always do it. And I almost take it back that they play all 16 games on, on, at home because no, I'm sorry for whatever reason, they always the only, the other eight games they play are all on the East coast somehow. And they win all of them. Like they yeah. never lose. They, they travel. I feel like across the country, if they're not at home, they're on the other side of the country and they always win. Yeah, I just think that's got to run out sooner or later, right? Like you can't live on the edge every single game. Every and, and... decade, Zach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, part of the reason why I have them out as well is because I think the Cardinals are going to be much better this year. I'm high on the Cardinals too. That's another team. It's your Chargers and Cardinals. You love the the, the warm Southwest. That's right. It's int- I, I it's I love it because it's the teams I can't get behind. It's <laughs> I don't believe in them, but no, but I I. But to that point, hey, you want our fan, like you want our fan, you see it through a little bit of a different, like same lens, but just different angle. Yeah, and it's won just it many times before me. So <laughs> that was once, but I, you, you must think that Cliff Kingsbury is a better coach. I, we almost could do a whole show on that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I, I'm not sold. What they go, Alexa, what, what was the Arizona Cardinals record last year? I think they were five, 10 Cardinals and one. 2019 season fourth in the NFC West at five. 10 and one. Yeah. What is one. that? That's like that. I, I'm not trying to come at you when I said, got to give her credit for that, by the way. Yeah. Like, like what is it about your little Cardinals crew? That's like, Oh, by the way, they're good. And I'm like, why are they good? They didn't do anything <laughs> last year. And I didn't think Cliff Kingsbury was all that great in college. Oh, by the way, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, th- I think the bond that, Kingsbury and Murray have is huge. And I think that's going to take them. And I also think they kind of found, they, they found a revitalized Kenyon Drake later in the year. And I think he's going to carry that in. Uh, if you look, I feel like I that's feel like what you're hanging on to. No, no. But I mean, they obviously got DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's a huge plus. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald can only do so much anymore. He's probably in his last year. You know, they get DeAndre Hopkins. They get, they get some offensive line help with Joshua Jones. Yeah, DeAndre is going to help. Their defense but- is still pretty tough. I don't well, know. Right. My thing can I, is, can I, I be I, that guy and, and not to it. not to be a jerk off asking this question, but it's like, what about their line? And definitely, Josh, we'll keep it going. I love yeah. football. It's why I always feel like we're doing the show now. We're just I talking now. It's yeah. like, oh, it's great. I right, Christian Kirk. I loved him. I thought he was going to be like take that next step last year, and he did not. I'm not like saying he was bad per se, but mm-hmm. right, it's they just kind of I'm like. Eh, eh. Uh, like their line, I don't know. The yeah. defense, I don't know. Right, like. Well, that's, a, that's another team. They didn't really make as big of a splash, obviously, in the free agency in the draft as the Dolphins did. But that's but the Cardinals, to me, are another team that I don't have their record off the top of my head for the second half of the season. I thought they carried – they kind of carried it – like, did very well the second half of the year last year. Did they? Cause I that was my question. I was at – right, because people could say Daniel Jones is a turnover machine, but if you actually look at his second half numbers, he was not – Right. So you're right. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's validity to that, right? Like I, I, I'm trying to think that obviously they tie the lines that week one game. 
Yeah. And then, uh, they like played Josh the 49ers. Chad, I remember. Yeah. They got uh, Chandler Jones, defensive player of your candidate every year. Yeah. Okay. So every year and every year they've sucked. So, like, I, I guess that's my point. Like, what, like, what about them? Like, I guess my point but is they didn't what have did you see offense. in them that you're, because I'll, 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 I'll they, they had the same, like, offensive, like, like format, like I guess my point is right. You can I can sit there and listen. You say that the Chargers sat there and found they, they literally took a gun, two guns, and then took both of their feet and shot them at the same time. They were literally the kings of shooting themselves in the foot. The Cardinals didn't do anything where I'm like, damn, damn. They, they, well, they hey, Isaiah, I actually think the Giants are more like that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, they got Isaiah Simmons too. Remember that? You, can you see that combination? Simmons, Chandler Jones. I'm telling you, man, I, I really believe it. I think the Rams are going to fall back. I think the Seahawks are going to slowly start to fade. I think this is when the Cardinals come up in the division. They got all the offensive weapons they need right now. Their line is still a little bit iffy, but they got that Joshua Jones. He's going to help. The Let's defense, keep it going, by the way. I kind of yeah, like dude. this. Yeah, I, I, I think their defense is going to step up this year, too. Like like Josh said, Chandler Jones paired with Isaiah Simmons, that's a that's a monster. That's a okay, monster. Here's the thing. If I say, hey – so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm assuming you're going to say that you're the king of uh, the Rams are not going to be as good club and they're missing the playoffs and they might keep sliding back. Yeah, they're probably going to go. They're, like the, they're, the, they're the fill in for fourth for you, right? Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to work this all out because that's that's the thing. We sometimes it's almost like we're like we're playing um, like fictitious money and we're like, mm-hmm. I want to buy this and I want to buy that. And I want to buy this. And then you realize you're like, I don't have the money for that. And I guess my point is I'm saying if they're going to be good and the Seahawks, I mean, I guess you're obviously saying the Seahawks aren't going to make the playoffs. So I guess that's yeah. Right, yeah. like, like, because it's like I'm more just kind of saying in general, right? Like, all four of them can't be good. No, no. I mean, I think the Niners are obviously the lock, and I, I just think the Seahawks' time is starting to run out. They can't be this consistent and, and win those tight games every year. See, I think anymore. they're getting younger. Though I think that's what's scary. I think this was the rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. Like the other, not like remote phrase. Like these have been like low key defensive rebuilding years, and like because they basically are like Legion of Boom, that, like they're getting back <laughs> up. Like you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like we we can sit there and be like, oh, like like right, like like a guy like McDougal in their secondary isn't exactly like a household name per se right now, but he played well, and right they, they didn't play, like they're not as good as what they were, but they're always like John Schneider's a good GM, like they always find a way. Yeah, I love what Josh is saying because I agree, and that's and that's like one of my main reasons is I think Kyler's a winner. Kyler, Kyler's a no. He's not. Athlete. They went five, ten, and one last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I get I, it. I, I, I'm not trying to just live on that record. I guess I'm trying to say like, there's got to be something about winning the games. And if okay, and if you can't win the games, can you at least tell me that like they should have or could have won the game? And there's no games where I sit there and it, like where I'm like, oh man, remember when Fox and Red Zone went to that game and it was like the Cardinals? Oh my god! No, like no, <laughs> there was never a time it was like, oh, we're going to Arizona. I'm just like. I'm gonna hook. I'm gonna heat up dinner, guys. Like you know, like when like, like that, that. That's the time where like you start getting back your life together again. When they start going to like cardinal highlights. Yeah. Hey, no. You're getting like sweating I, here. Like I, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, he's a winner. Meaning like Heisman Trophy winner, college. He's bringing that in. I think. I think they needed that year in the NFL to kind of to the first year. It's a rookie year. They needed to get their feet wet, and this is the year they're gonna show. I'm just. I'm fascinated that everyone's behind the Kenyon Drake movement, like, right. And like Deandre Hopkins picking up the offense with, with absolutely no OTAs or mini camp. And like, it's just all going to work out with, with a guy that, you know, has a sick house. (laughs) Oh, the Niners could, could progress. Go on, Josh, go on. 
Because you know what? I'm actually, can we please take a detour here? And you know, I, I'm just, let's, you know, if we're just going to keep rolling here on the show, I'm going to go on a soapbox for a second. Why is it? And I know I, I'm really, and I'm, you know me, I'm not like, I'm usually a pretty negative Packers fan. Like, I, all right, yeah, I try to look at it from a glass half full, but I always think we're going to lose on Sundays. Um, why is it that every time they have to come up in a segment for any show, everyone's like, you do realize they got hammered by the 49ers twice. It's like, I remember I do. It was two games last year and I get that there's still a team, but like, why is it? Cause I, I'm basically, I'm saying like, I, yeah, like I like that. He's saying they might regress because I'm just tired of hearing how the 49, the 49ers, the 49ers. It's like, they want close games. So I definitely could see them regressing. They got their ass kicked by the Falcons at home. Yeah. I mean, I think Jimmy G is a decent quarterback, but I think his true colors kind of showed the Super Bowl a little bit. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely they could regress. It's the same thing, you know, with every year with uh any team that was any team that did well, the standard thing is, oh yeah, well, all the other teams now have extra tape on them to to prepare for next season. You know, and that's why I said the other the other day about the Ravens, which I agree, but Right, like, and I feel like the Shanahan's are like a are a song you love for like two weeks, and then after that, you're just kind of like, I've heard it already. Yeah, you know what I mean with their scheme a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buckner's out, right? He's obviously with the Colts now. The Colts, yeah, yeah. I mean, because right, and then I, I don't know. It is scary though because they reloaded. They had a good draft. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, and then yeah, obviously, right? Debo hurt. It's you know. And that's the other thing. It's it's like he's had injuries before. Yeah, I mean, so all signs of, all signs could be pointing to this, the Niners having a slow start, a slow start to the year, and then you know, that's when the Cardinals. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you, so who are your replacements then in the NFC? So so yeah, Cardinals, and then um, I actually I only have one more. I didn't actually pick a third, but. Uh, uh, oh no, I got two. Sorry, um, we're gonna go Cowboys. I think they're uh, they're not a shoe in, but I think they're like another reasonable option. I'm a huge Mike McCarthy guy. I know you are too. Oh yeah, they you know they they have a ton of talent. It's my biggest thing with the Cowboys is though I feel like there's a lot of um, turmoil. I mean, not turmoil is too dark, but there's a lot of like butting heads in that organization. It's and that's what so my like, concern in that organization. Too many people talking at once. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And I think a lot of the players don't agree with uh, what's his name? Jerry and Jones. Quick, yeah. And I'm looking at the chat. Too. I'm loving this, this anti. Yeah. I agree that Jimmy G isn't as good. And their defense was, he's got a great point. The defense was good not to like just completely, right? Yeah. Get, go off all the Cowboys. But right. But no, but just saying about the 49ers, he's right. Like they, their defense played out of their mind, right? And they'll get Quan Alexander back, but he's mm-hmm. now had a little bit of an injury history. A lot of things worked out for them. I mean, Richard let's Sherman let's not forget they were a yard away against Seattle from not having hope build advantage and being a wild card team in that playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so they aren't they aren't as good oh, as what people think. But to, but to your point, so I agree. So I, I'm with you on the Dallas train. They scare me. I didn't have to write too many notes about them. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to that thing where I was joking around saying you can't tell me that the Colts and the Chargers are both going to be good because like right like they, there's too much overlap and it's kind of what i think about the, the cowboys it's like you can't laugh and tell me that jason garrett's a puppet master and you know this and that and the other thing and they have talent like the cowboys have talent that's the joke everyone keeps saying oh they got all the talent they just can't put it together and then right and then the thing when you add that on to mccarthy everyone says oh Aaron Rodgers made mike mccarthy no 
Mike McCarthy made Aaron Rodgers. In my opinion, he was the coach. Like he's the one, he was the offensive mind. They worked together, mm-hmm. right? So to that point, it's scary. All he needs to do is make Dak like not bad, right? If yeah. he's serviceable and he's not making mistakes, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Gallup's about to have a hell of a year personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then you mix it in there, right? But obviously they got CD Lamb. Yeah. Trouble. Zeke, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we of course. That's almost yeah. in a weird way. The funny thing I thought to myself, well, that's the only thing McCarthy never knew, knew how to really like develop running backs. So there's that. Um, <laughs> we probably need to develop Zeke too much at this stage, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think that, and then and then do you have another or NFC East team that you're thinking? I do, and uh, I think the chat's gonna like this one. We're going with with uh, with Big Blue. I I'm not trying to be the homer here, but I I can see it. I really can. I'm really high on the new. You know the new regime in New York, the new the new coaching staff. I love the Joe Judge regime, huh? Yeah, I love the Joe Judge regime. I love Jason Garrett as an OC, not a head coach, as an OC specifically. Extremely high on Daniel Jones this year. Um, I think I think he's going to progress big time, limit his turnovers. I think we beefed up the offensive line, just all the talent on offense, and then defensively, it's it's that's the only thing that's still meant to be seen. I don't know like, what scheme we're going to run. We're going to run a, a three four again. I'm assuming so, giving all the linebackers, as you, Karen, you know, the, that we signed and lack of stuff on the defensive line that we had done. I'm hoping we can we keep Marcus Golden on, or if we can, the situation they're in right now. I think our secondary is underrated. We have a lot of young talent in the secondary. Sam it's, Beal, yeah. It's interesting because I, I actually have um, – See, that's an interesting point that Josh was saying. Also, what about Frederick with the, uh, with the Cowboys offensive line? I'll take both of them for a perspective because at this point, I, I'm not even joking. On my list before the show, um, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants were both on my list of five teams that can break through the door and make the playoffs. Mm. I'm with you, and, and that's the one thing that is a question mark with Dallas with their offensive line because it has been so steady. Um, but looking at the Giants here for a second, it, it's like to the point we were talking about earlier, right? Daniel Jones, okay, he turned the ball over a little bit last year, a lot. But to that point, it stopped – halfway through the season yeah, a good bit. Uh, yeah. So he improved. And I know I don't have to tell you much about this because you're going to, if anything, I could just hand it to you and you could run with it. I think Pat Shermer is one of the worst yeah. head coaches ever, ever, yeah. ever. He's like a, like a really, really bad high school coach. So <laughs> good OC, good OC, but not a good head coach. So like, I think there is so much to the giants that was, was kind of kept, down suppressed yeah that they could unleash like saquon like evan ingram yep. like you know darius what i mean like, all those guys biggest, darius slayton and daniel jones i like darius slayton last year yeah. uh, i think golden teed obviously had a weird year last year with his suspension i think he could be better yeah uh, now the interesting thing from uh, not to completely detour i think the fun part if you're a giants fan is it's a win-win because either that happens or the other side of it happens and you suck but then you can fire dave gettleman and you can move on with everything so <laughs> I no, I mean, right, like, which is what you kind of would want, but I think, right, you beefed up your line, mm-hmm. right? You, which is what you needed. So, I, I think between a fresh and I think Joe Judge is the exact culture you guys needed there, yeah, especially he, after like a, Pat Shermer, who's the most vanilla person under the sun. Yeah, I think he's like a reincarnated Tom Coughlin, to be honest with you, at least just from listening to him. We haven't seen him on the field yet and his play calling and things like that, but he's a drill I, sergeant. I, yeah, I love everything that I've heard and that I've seen from him. And his pedigree is phenomenal. And I think he's brought a lot of staff around him that he's worked with in the past. So I think this little hiccup of an offseason program 
isn't going to be that much of a hiccup because a lot of these guys know each other. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, I'll t- baby. and I'll tell you, looking at like, so a couple other spots, it's funny. Joe G had a good point. So he said earlier, um, the Steelers will try to find, or will probably find a way in the AFC. He's right. I'm not surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Divinity has a zip code there, you know. I think it's going to be them or the or the uh, the Browns. I mean, see, that's everyone. what I had. I had so it's so funny because I literally was sitting there. That was it was like uh, the sixty four thousand dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire, and I'm just sitting there like, <sighs> I was so stuck between my fifteen being the Browns or the Steelers. I didn't know because I didn't want to be that guy and just be like, well, it's probably going to be the Steelers because God's on their side. But at the same point, um, I think the Browns are a better team, but the Steelers have a better franchise. If that makes sense. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. But the Steelers have been there many times. The Browns have basically never been there. So it's like, do they have what it takes to A, get there? And if they are there, to be able to do something, yeah, meaning a winning just, record and possibly playoffs. And it's, and right, there's the question marks. Is Baker good? Like, why are we, like, why are we just so gun ho all of a sudden? He's, he sucked last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got that. Oh, he did. I'm reading the chat. I see Josh saying he cried when the call for retired. Yeah, so did I, man. I was there for his last <laughs> game on at the uh, at um at MetLife when we lost to the Eagles week 17. That was nice. you know, and, and it's interesting. Joe G had a good point too, but certainly Shepard. I like he's kind of someone I forgot about. Yeah, oh Shepard's great. If again, if he's healthy, which he, last year well, he got, he got a little bit of a couple uh concussions last year really, you know, derailed right. the season. Great might be a little is he great? Well, I think when I say great, I mean like he, he could be close to it. He could probably be a thousand yard receiver for us. All right. Yeah. When I say well, I, I, I think great, I think thousand yard receiving is pretty great for a season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's fine. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. He's the type of guy I'm trying to think of um, like a fantasy comparison. He's like, uh, to me, like a Marvin Jones in a sense where I'm just wow. like, I don't know what I'm getting with you. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. I see that. I don't know. Yeah, from to... a fantasy perspective, he is a little up and down. I think it doesn't help him that they have Saquon. Well, it just seems like he's always Tate, hurt. Clayton, and he's hurt. Yeah. Right. Like he's just not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Trust Tomlin over Stefanski. You know, can I make a point too? It's funny. I was reading some stuff and it's funny because I know we have some fantasy chatter here too. Um, I read something that was interesting that everyone's been praising Stefanski as an OC there. Mm-hmm. And one thing I read, they're like, why the hell did they move Adam Thielen out of the slot? Like, he wasn't the same last year, and he wasn't. No, he wasn't at all. And I kind of thought to myself, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So maybe Stefanski is not going to be as good of a coach as we think. But to that point, Freddie Kitchens was also a moron. So I don't know where that exactly leaves us. I think Stefanski is an upgrade from Kitchens for sure as a head coach. Which, but again, we'll, we'll see. Time's, time will tell, I guess. Just from a personality and intelligence yeah. perspective, from what I know, but right, it's it's tough. It's really hard to tell. I, I, I that I think so much. It's funny in the back of my head. I hate to be this guy. The one thing I keep thinking in the back of my head as we keep talking about this, those injuries, yeah. it plays such a role. It does. You know what I mean? Like I feel like whoever's the the odd man out in the NFC East is going to be the team that's the most injured. Same thing with the North. Like right, like just same thing with the West. Like it's it's a gauntlet. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, any NFL, divi- any division, you could, you could say it is. It's it's super competitive, which is great. It's great for yeah. fans. All right, well, so what, you want to get a little fantasy chatter in? Oh, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Hey, we always, so this is weird, but so at least address the elephant in the room. We've got 
friends on the on the on the channel watching, uh, friends that usually come on the show. It's a weird spot for all of us that are in the same fantasy league, which is uber competitive, and there's 14 of us. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to sit here and give the people on the show the honest opinions I want to give them and sleeper picks and this and that and not give away my blueprint for the Holy Grail? Because <laughs> that's, a, that's a problem. It's a conflict of interest. That's what it is. Oh, great. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but it's, it's almost like a show versus street whenever we talk fantasy. It is. That could be a, that could be a segment. That could be a um, segment. But I'll tell you, all right, I'll, I'll throw this because we can we can kind of ease into it like a hot bath. But where would you say is um, out of like all the places you could pick in a draft? Do you want to be in the big like in the yeah. front, middle, or back with a snake draft? Yeah, I'm 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 a fan of either obviously early is great because you can win the top picks. I'm, I like to either be the first three or like the back the back three. I like to be in the, in the corners if you want to call it. Because I really enjoy being when the when the snake loops back around when you get two two studs back to back. It's fun. Yeah, and and in our in our league, I got ninth out of fourteen, which I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You're um, kind of in the middle. I, it's like a purgatory feeling, in my opinion, to be honest. Um, but the nice thing with us is we have keepers, so that kind of helps me pick and choose. You know, like like I have James Conner still, so that kind of alleviates the pain. Not that James Conner is like a top to you know first round pick by any means but it helps for sure alleviate the pain of taking someone at ninth where it could be a receiver that i want to take there or running back um that's my thing my biggest thing like i said is just being able to pick close to another and another thing with that is you kind of use both of those picks that time like if you're picking you know 12th and 13th you essentially have over two minutes to make two picks and you can kind of plan your next pick while you have your 12th pick already so you kind of use that time to your advantage too yeah, that makes sense. And it's it's funny too. I was thinking to myself, like, what's like what's tougher to pick? I I keep thinking, right? Because you like you said you like to be in this top three. Mm-hmm. So it's like or, or the who, back three, yeah. Who are the top three you think that get picked off the board? Is it automatically gonna be a pending injury uh in no particular order, McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, who else could challenge Zeke for the third spot? I don't know if anyone. Camara? Maybe. Maybe just because of his um, his abilities, both pat, you know catching in, um, yeah, and rushing. That's it. Let's, know, what do you, where do you like to pick usually? I, I want to know. I got to know these things for our draft. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're I like to the, the question. See, I like the middle, and I'll okay. and I'll tell you why because I think that especially Wait, the bigger hey, the, you the league. I can't see if you were like seven I, or six. I'm in. Yeah. I can't. I can't do that though because the problem is. I like being in the middle because you can you get a feel for the entire draft. So right, if receivers are sliding or running backs are sliding, like either you are the guy that can either keep that going, that trend going, or you can be the guy that steps in and be like, oh, all these wide receivers are going. I'll take the best tight end. Like you, you are the one that spins the draft. I'm the type of person if I'm either in the front or the back, right, to sit there, make my picks, and then go watch up and back, and then all the way when it comes back to me, it's like, all right, well, I can't miss on these two because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen the next time. Who's going to be might, there? You might have to reach to try to cover yourself. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. It's it's a it's me. It's awkward as hell. Yeah, I've been in I've been in that position many times for sure. Yeah, I just think what I like outweighs that. But you're exact. You're exactly right though, for sure. Yeah, it's this, tough. So this is fun though. A little, little bonus half hour today. This is nice. Yeah, it was good. Hey, talking football. This extra half hour felt like it yeah. was five minutes long 
Oh, I know. <laughs> definitely. I'll say this is fun. And, and tonight's show is brought to you um, by Lucci Slices. It's funny. I didn't get the readout, but make sure you check them out. I don't, you don't even have to, I don't have to do a read for this. Look at that pizza. The mozzarella. I, I almost could do my own one. Look at this. Like get the crust. Oh, look at that. That oven coal fire. Oh, it looks amazing. Little basil touch on top. Uh, yeah. So make sure you follow Lucci Slices uh, on Facebook uh, and Instagram as well, because it's, it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. It's the paint. It's the, uh, I was funny. I was about to say, it's the taste that pizza lovers are seeking to taste. That, that might be his like new little slogan. There you go. Um, and I'll tell you, in, in the spirit of Father's Day, right? We got a little tribute to uh, shout out to our, our pops, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, because right, right, it's, it's special. It's my, it, it's, it's kind of a weird time, I feel like, on a Thursday because it's a few days out. Um, but no, it's a special, right? Mother's Day, Father's Day. Our yeah. parents have done so much for us, obviously, to help us, you know, with this podcast and just in life. And and it's exciting, and it's you know, for Father's yeah. Day. You know, yeah, like your dad's, you know, obviously, I remember getting into baseball and football, asking my dad, you know, who's he rooting for in the World Series and the Super Bowl, right? Like all of that, like, you know, um, so we wanted to just do a little shout out uh, to our dads and Zach. Look, young Zach in the pick here. I love this. No yeah. facial hair, buzz cut. That was high school Zach with the, the sideburns and the buzz cut. That was actually at a, uh, a racing banquet at the end of the year. So again, sports tying it all together with, with racing. Um, he was also my T-ball coach back in the day with little leagues. So, you know, oh, get that's me into great. Sports. same here. It. Yeah. There oh, you go. I love it. You know, it's so funny. I, and I feel like this might be the ultimate father's day gift. I can give my dad because you don't watch outer banks. Do you No. The show? I heard it's great. Okay. So there's a character in there. My dad was saying, he was like, Oh, it looks like one of your friends. I watched the episode and he was like, did, so did you guess it? And I was like, no. And he said, you look like a character in there. And I, I kind of saw it, but I like it. And, and I, I wasn't fully on board. You sent me this picture. I was like, "Oh my god, he's right." <laughs> oh boy, yeah, Spot on. Yeah, you, you are you are Topper, which is weird because Topper has more hair than like. I don't know why it was your buzz cut picture that you sent to me, um, but I know hopefully I'm making my dad very happy uh, if, he's, if he's watching this show because this is this is Louis Topper. Yeah, you are you are him. So all right, well I'll have to look that up after the yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, give it a little look up, and, and I'll just keep it rolling. Speaking of my dad, we went to Wrigley together, um, and we did a fun trip. Uh, out to the Midwest, uh, and yeah, I mean it was awesome just going to Wrigley together and seeing. Uh, it was a Cubs. It was. A, I swear, we always talk about it. It was the best baseball game I've ever seen from a no mistakes perspective. Mm. Like crisp hitting, no strikeouts, great pitching, like great feel. It was like the quickest baseball game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was like Mike Fontenowitz and uh, oh, I'm trying to think who pitched for the Cubs that day. I can't believe I can't believe I remember Mike Fotnitz, but oh. I can't remember that. Um, <laughs> right, but and then we went to Notre Dame uh, oh, cool. as well and saw Temple lose by hundred, which I feel bad because I was I, I was sitting there just equanimity <laughs> St. Brown went off ironically enough because it's funny. I remember they showed his draft highlights when the Packers took him, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that was the guy who killed Temple. Yep, yep that's for sure. Um, right, those no, are great it, memories. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say it's just so special, you know, getting to do those things with uh, with your dad growing up and and right and experiencing those things and and you know, hope all everyone out there has, you know, great father's day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, so real quick, before we get going, let's, you know, maybe if you want to win some money for father's day prize or, you know, whatever, well, I guess it'll be over by then, but well, hey, a, a late father's day surprise or, yeah, or maybe a father's maybe day for next a year but on, on a father's day gift, or, you know, maybe just spend some money, you know, at the bars or whatever you need, you know, you maybe need a little extra a little spending cash for a new pair of jeans or sneakers. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Whatever you Amazon want. Amazon do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do have sneakers right. on there. 
There we go. So if you want, you want, hey, you want, you got it. If you want to give them the love. Oh yeah, for sure. So um, give us a follow on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are doing a $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. So as you can see in the instructions on Facebook, if you share the post that looks just like what you're seeing on the screen, um, you're immediately entered. If you go to Instagram and if you if you like the post and comment two of your friends in, you're entered again. So you'll have two entries. And on Twitter, we're also doing, if you retweet our tweet with the post, you'll have another entry there. So you have three avenues to get in. We'll be doing a live raffle drawing on June 29th here on the show. Winner gets $100 Amazon gift card. Again, you don't want to miss out. Free to enter. Just a couple little clicks here and there and you're in. So let's have some fun. And if you want to give us that love on social media, if you want to get in on the fun, here you go. So Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit, it's at underscore get sidetracked. Uh, and then if you just want to check us out, obviously, if you're on our site uh, and you want to get in on the fun with the chat on Twitch, you can check us out on our channel, uh, get underscore sidetracked. Um, and there's some great articles. If you're on our channel, make sure uh, to check out our actual site because you can you can watch Living Room Sports Talk on there as, some, uh, as well as some other cool stuff. Uh, I was trying to do it fast, like all the time. <laughs> www.get-sidetrack.com um, and like Zach was saying before with following and subscribing uh, on our Twitch page you want to give us some love uh, you can follow us with that heart up there to the left and if you want to give us a little subscription we love that as well uh, and you can get really into some some cool stuff on Sidetrack uh, it's free for Amazon Prime if you want to subscribe if not it's four ninety nine. like Zach you said it's no different than buying that, that mistake drink at a bar that's right the entire month how about that that's right it comes Absolutely. in. Yeah, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify too. Exactly. Throw us a review or a like, whatever. I want to get a review. Could you imagine some some Simon Cowell reviews? I would love it. Oh, I'd love it. Hey, we can take that and run with it. Yeah, definitely. That'd be fun. <laughs> review. That would almost be like we should do like the office, like next suggestion. Like we do like the review time. Like you should do oh, yeah. something about your hats, Karen. Like it's like, okay, <laughs> well, this is a personal suggestion because this came from a Bears fan. Like, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> Kobe Flunderson is that bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If we if we see something that has to do with our BO, then we know this is this, you know, yeah. They're not in the living room. Um, <laughs> all right, but but no, this is a great show. So we hope everyone has a great weekend. And Zach, I'll tell you, you got some positivity to take us out with, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we have uh, so also this weekend we'll f- we'll first get to that. We have a nice UFC fight night action. Um, highly recommend. There's some great fights on the card, but also Ooh, news came. That's right. Also, news came out today that Hard Knocks is not doing one team, but doing two teams. Two teams. The Chargers and the Rams, ladies and gents. So get ready for August. Get some Hard Knocks on that television. Should we save that? What do we think about that for like a fresh, like running segment next week? Maybe I'll yeah, even I write think- that down. Yeah, I think we can save that. Because I don't want to just do like 10 takes. seconds of that. Yeah, I want to do like the full yeah. thing and make fun of the Rams for like their worst hard knocks like ever for, you know, yeah. with Jeff Fisher, which honest to God, if you would gotten a, a thing of paint and just right on the wall, I would have rather watch it dry than watch Jeff Fisher <laughs> another minute. But it's my own personal opinion. Yeah. But yeah, no, it should be great. And like, like you said, we got some some soccer. Arsenal is, you know, hopefully going to win. You know, we, we lost to... Uh, Man City on Wednesday, Zach, but maybe they can beat Everton on Saturday. So that's my positivity. There you go. Uh, turn around. Got the got the golf match too. We got some great golf. Yeah. Some big names on RBC, so. right? RBC Heritage down uh, in Hilton Head. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Let's go Arsenal, Jeeves. I love it. Yep. There we go. Uh, so, so we're pulling for Arsenal. Definitely. So we want to thank everyone for listening tonight, um, and we'll see everyone on Monday right back here in the living room. We hope everyone has a great Father's Day weekend, um, and we'll see everyone right here at seven o'clock on Monday. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.